Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Everyone, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. We're coming to you from the couch. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Uh, and the couch is because we can't seem to find what our son did with his monitor. <laughs> it is MIA. We've checked a lot of trash barrels. <sighs> I just don't know. Have we checked the house trash? Well, I was just thinking it's possible he put it in the kitchen recycling, which I took out last night. Yeah, but wouldn't you have seen it when you dumped out the recycling? Probably, but maybe not. It was dark. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Anyway, we're close to Henry's room and uh, doing the podcast out, out, out in the living room instead of either office. And Bo has decided to make himself at home on the couch in between us. Bo is here, too. And uh, whew, we're just here for relaxing. How you doing, everybody? <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, I mean, I'm relaxing right now. So yeah, you look I'm pretty doing, comfortable. I'm doing okay. I mean, I'm not that comfortable. 
Okay. This couch does like the pillows, I feel like, they're, or the cushions rather, the back support cushions uh-huh. are not back support cushions. They're just, mm. they're just malleable bullshit cushions. They're not supportive enough for you. I mean, I would assume for, for most. Mm. I mean, it's a comfortable couch. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But yeah. Anyway, what's, what's been, what's been, what's been doing? Well, we forgot to tell people something very important last week. I don't even remember. I was like, oh, we should have updated people on that. And we'd already stopped recording. And I don't remember what the hell it was. Well, I wrote it down. Okay, here we go. I took apart the dresser. Oh, my gosh. So after my <laughs> classic guilt trip on Dory about Father's Day. <laughs> that included, I got you a Peloton. Yep. <laughs> clip that out and use it to whatever. Um she was sufficiently guilted into taking apart the dresser. All she needed from me was a screwdriver. And uh, she did. She got me a lovely card that Henry seemed to write in her, yep. in Henry's handwriting that looks a lot like Dory's. No, he dictated it to me. Oh, I did. I wrote uh, it. I see. Yeah. It's okay. like when you call a florist and you get them to. Yeah. And they just print whatever you. Right. So it was, the it was kind of, it was like that. So it's a very nice card. In the shape of a poker chip. Uh, yes, in the shape of a poker chip. And there was also a, uh, uh, the, the book, guys and gals, the book came. And uh, it was a very nice book of photos of Henry and pictures of me and Henry. And uh, Henry also wrote the book. It was very advanced, this child. He did. He wrote the book. I mean, he told me what to put. Cause I gotcha. He doesn't have the app to make the book. But, Again. Um, so, I mean, I'm surprised, though, that the book said more than the 28 words he knows. Well, you know, I'm a good Henry interpreter. Gotcha. Okay. So I was I able to figure out what he wanted yeah, to say. Yeah, so she did it, everybody. Father's Day. And uh, it made you late. cry. It was very sweet. Uh, really, the effort made me cry that she actually took apart the dresser. That was what made me cry the most. Oh. And the thought that I might have to put it back together. But she also did that. So everything worked out. Look at that. It was quite a Father's it's, Day. It's, it's not very often that I... And if you're wondering, it is, it's, it's the late July. So don't think, why are they talking about Father's Day now? Don't think this is an old episode. It's the current one. Right. But I mean, all this happened two weeks ago, right after we recorded that episode. Yes. Um, I feel like it's rare that I exceed your expectations for things that I do for you? Uh, yeah, because they're, they're so low. <laughs> and uh, Thanks. Can't exceed them often. <laughs> I keep them pretty low. The bar is, I mean, you could, the bar is not high. Uh, so, uh, there it is. But I did exceed them. You she, have to admit. I do like that she hid the card thing like, on top of the dresser drawer like not just like i don't know why you just wouldn't i mean it's 800 places you could have put it that i would never have found it nor would i have been looking and from now on i will never hide anything in that dresser (laughs) yeah or just put it in the bottom of the dresser yeah you know like in your under clothes like under your shirts or something right sure yes good to go yes gtg good to go um and let's see what else is happening here um, you have your semen analysis tomorrow. Yep, reanalysis. Uh, we'll see what the what the what the month has wrought, and uh, we'll see what we could do. Don't have to go to the jerk off room. Doing it at home. Oh yeah. 
And then, like, how do you transport it? How much time do you have? I have so many questions. It has to get there within an hour. Okay, within an hour of collection. It has to get there. Okay. And there's an appointment. One o'clock. But that just means probably I could just, I just drop it off the lab at one. Yeah. Do I have to check in? I don't have to check in. I don't know. They did not tell me I assume I don't have to check in. So, that'll be... Tomorrow. Oh, and they said no lubricants. Correct. Yeah. She reminded me of that several times. Yep, yep, yep. You don't want any spermicide. Nope. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be that'd be it's a horrible name. Yes. Well it kills it's sperm. Everything. She's like, <laughs> no. Sperm murderer. Um so that is tomorrow. Uh and you have an appointment tomorrow as well. Or Wednesday? I do. When is your when do you have an appointment? With Dr. Beck? Yeah. I I only have one um when I get my period. Oh, I see. I start I'm supposed to start the estrogen patches tomorrow. Right, right. I knew that there was something tomorrow you also yeah. were doing. And then so we should have your results by Tuesday or Wednesday and then we'll know whether we're gonna proceed with the cycle. Yeah. Oh boy. What a day. Mm. What a week. Mm. What a life. Mm. And then we'll see what, what, what the hell's happening. Yeah. Uh, I hope it's like d- d- fine. And then I can just go low carb again. I don't know. Whatever. We have Henry's 15 <coughs> um, month checkup on Tuesday morning. Mm. And I confirmed that you can come. For now. I mean, unless there's a shutdown between now and then. Right. Which is highly likely. Yeah, but they said they said you can come. All right. Great. So just, you have to be masked. What if they said, what if they just assumed that they meant I could, they just thought I would be bringing him instead of you? I mean, that would be fine, but they, they said, like, another parent can Oh, I see. Come, okay. But no siblings. Nope. Like, no friends. We don't have any of either of those things. Correct. No siblings, no friends. I mean, Bo, but... Bo, we, we can't bring him in normal times anyway. Bo wouldn't be a good companion for any doctor's office. Nope. Uh, he's lo- he's not even a good companion for vets' offices. No, he finally is okay at the at his behaviorist. Yep. Who we haven't seen in a long time. Which means he's probably not going to be okay again. <laughs> oh, so Bobo. you know you gotta have, you gotta you gotta practice with these dogs. Yeah. Practice makes perfect and I, I hear henry i do too talking to himself yeah he's oh. just he's squealing yeah he's i don't know the repetition of him picking up a leaf and throwing it in the trash is like <laughs> i don't understand it <laughs> toddlers get fixated on certain tasks well, that is certainly the task he is fixated <laughs> in on. Like, I think we did, like, I think I counted 23 leaves he threw out. Wow. <laughs> out there. Just, I was just like, and then he only stopped because I picked him up. I mean, it's helpful. He's cleaning up. Sure. Um, you know, and then he's like, starts to have to go far to find leaves. Because, I mean. Because <laughs> he's done such a good job. Yeah, up. it's a little weird. And, like, it's in the outside. He throws it on the outside trash. Sometimes you can get him to throw a leaf out in the house but often he just will hold on to the leaf and then i'm vacuuming up broken like pieces of dead leaves Mm -hmm. 
I do a lot of vacuuming. You did some vacuuming today. I did. I did. We've, we've, it's just, you know, someone has got to take a look at these carpets and go, ew. So I do that usually twice a week. I go, ew. Anyway. So that's that. Dory's uh, working on her book. True story. Pre-sales not available yet. We'll let you know. They will be soon, though. Yeah. The the cover, they're working on the cover. I'm supposed to have, like, drafts of the cover very soon. Ooh. And they're, like, I think it'll be up on, you know, bookshop.org, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, mm-hmm. all your all your sites um, within the next few weeks. Wow. Exciting. So that's exciting. Yeah. I it's out it, next April, end of next April. Seems to be your, uh, you like an April, May release, huh? I know. It's funny. The book was originally, they originally wanted it to come out in January, but because I was late with it, they pushed it to end of April. They were like, how do you feel about that? And I was like, I feel good about that. I was like, I like an April release. Yeah. You like a spring release. I like a spring release. So what can, can I say? Read. Totes. You know, summer reads with Doshi. Um, summer reading corner yeah and then let's see what else is happening here uh took Henry to the beach yesterday which I'm I was very confused about I know Dory did not care for me at all but I took some pictures you took some really nice pictures yep brought my camera took some pictures of Henry sitting at the beach. Mm-hmm. And my shoes have sand in them. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was an overcast day, which was good. We got out there and then he fell asleep in the car on the way back and it ruined him <laughs> for the day. Kind of did. So, and then today he was, you know, this whole let's go down to one nap thing. We seem to be failing at it. No, this is like very typical. <laughs> Everything's from typical. everything I've read. This is very typical that like they go back and forth for a while. Like it takes it takes a long time for the one nap to like really take hold. How well? How long's a while? Weeks. How many weeks? I, I don't know off the top of my head. Okay, it just takes a while. I'm just curious, you know. Uh, all right, so that's that. That's that's the that's the leaf department. <laughs> leaf department. I'll clear it up. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, we're running a podcast survey. I did not know that. Well, yeah. I knew that, but I did not know that we were going to talk about it. Let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, let's talk about it. So you may remember, you all probably took a survey a long time ago that asked about like, what are the things you like to buy and all those kinds of questions, demographic questions and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and the reason we have this, this survey is so advertisers will want to buy ads on the show and we can continue to do the show. Uh, yes. And also, it also makes it so you don't have to hear ads for things where you're like, what? Exactly. What is that? Yeah. Why did they just advertise a new oil filter on Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure for a 1978 Cadillac? Right. So if they ask you if that's one of your interests, you say no. Unless it is. Unless it is. And then by all means. Um, So we would 
greatly appreciate it if you could fill out the survey. It takes less than five minutes. I went through the survey myself just to make sure there were no like weird questions. We didn't, we didn't want any like gotcha questions. Right. No gotcha questions. Gotcha. Because three <laughs> questions ago, you answered this. <laughs> and then like a siren goes off. Yep. Gotcha. <laughs> Brooke Lennon. What? Gotcha. Stamps.com. Um... All right, so the the URL for the podcast survey is www.survey.fan slash excellent. It will also be in the show notes, but that is www.survey.fan, like you're a fan of something, slash excellent. I mean, look, I hope people take it, but I don't know that I would if I was listening. Why? Because I'm bad at that kind of thing. I would take it. You would? Yep. You love a listener survey? I like a listener survey. And I also like appreciate when a podcast host is like, hey, taking this less than five minute survey will really help us out and we'll keep the podcast going. That's true. Do they care though? I hope they care. Do you want to help us out? Do you want the podcast to keep going? Then take that survey apparently. Should I take the survey? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, if you could do that, that'd be a huge help. Um, you know, I should say one thing that they're interested in is figuring out who the listeners of this podcast are who do not listen to Forever 35. So I would say if you don't listen to Forever 35, you should especially take the survey. That is an interesting question. If you do listen to Forever 35, it's weird, you this, should still take the survey. But This predates Forever 35. But especially if you don't listen, we would so, we would like to know who you are. And do you listen to Star Trek The Next Conversation? They're not going to ask you that. but No, I'm they're not. I'd like a special section just for that. Um, all right. So, okay. So, here's uh, let's just let's just sum up the updates here. Okay. Uh, I have sand in my shoe. Yep. Henry's monitor is still missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have to go to the jerk off room, but I am doing a semen analysis tomorrow. Yep. Uh, but I was bad at everything. Involving other people. Involving other people. Henry Dory's, goes to the pediatrician on Tuesday. Dory's book is coming. Yep. Dory found your book. Dory found my book. She took apart a dresser. She took apart a dresser. And uh, I really would like to uh, lose weight. That's the big summation. Yep, and and take the survey. <laughs> and also take the survey. Cool. Well, now that that's out of the way, let's uh, let's BRB. Okay. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like 
I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay, we're back. Let's hear from the listeners, the egg, the eggheads, as it were, the excellence. Um, before we do that, I just want to remind people that our email is doryandmatt at gmail.com and matt and dory at gmail.com. And our phone number is 413-461-BABY. We need your voicemails. Please call us. You can also email us a voice memo. Yeah. And the quality on those is very good. Like if you're driving somewhere and you're like, oh, I should, I really want to do a message, stop the podcast. And in using your hands-free uh, devices, dial... 413-461-BABY. And uh, what's that What's that in, the, in numerically? What do you mean numerically? Oh, what is baby numerically? <laughs> yes. Um, I think it's three. No, it's, it's going to be two. Three, no, three, two. No, two, 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 nine. There you go. 413-461-2229. Yep. And that you call us up right now. Or when you feel like you need to call us up <laughs> and then leave a voicemail. Leave us a voicemail. And then we'll play it on the show. All right. So well, let's let's go. We got an email first. Yeah, we do. What is it? Uh, well, this is from Aisha. Mm-hmm. She says, hello, Matt and Dory. Oh, I like a long hello. I thought I would reach out with the hope you might read this on the podcast. Done. I'm not on Facebook as it gives me panic attacks and rage. I get you. So I can't reach out to other IVFers on there. Okay. Reddit also has no answers for me. Hmm. I am a competitive power lifter. Okay. And now pregnant, early stages, so I guess a lot can still go wrong. Yeah. However, I would like to ask if anyone who listens to the podcast has any advice on continuing to work out and strength train 
through all this. Hmm. I trained through both of my egg retrievals and all the way up to my FVT, at which point I was told not to lift anything heavy until I had a positive beta HCG. When I spoke to the nurse, I asked her to define heavy. For training, I regularly lift over 200 pounds, which is over 100 kilograms. That, by the way, I can already tell you that that falls under the definition of heavy. <laughs> so needless to say, the definition of lightweight is up for debate. Her response was, you know, heavy, don't lift anything heavy. So I decided to be a bum for two weeks through the awful two-week wait. Well, now I have a positive beta HCG and have decided to start training with my coach. However, everyone seems to have different opinions about strength training through pregnancy. Family members who know have told me not to risk my pregnancy, especially because of all I went through to get pregnant, i.e. IVF, by training. My husband and coach have said it should be fine as long as I listen to my own body and reduce my lifting load. The grand old Google and science have nothing of value to add, so thought maybe the Matt and Dory fan club could help. Anyway, love to you both. The podcast has been a huge help through my IVF, and I used to listen to Star Trek TNC. However, episodes were too long, and Andy annoyed me. I get it. I've been there. I am not rewatching Voyager, years since I last finished watching it, and I've just rewatched for the second time Star Trek TNG. Sending all the best from sunny and hot Abu Dhabi. That, uh, that checks both those boxes. In 2,700 square feet, two-bedroom plus apartment with two rescue dogs, one rescue cat, and one pasty Kansan husband. Dog and cat pictures attached, as most people have no idea what a Saluki is. I got I to gotta figure out what, what, what's a Saluki. Uh, I'll, I'll have to pull well, up your email again. Well, just recount it to me. Um. I'm assuming you looked at the picture. I did. I did. Here. Oh. Those are her dogs. Wow. Her dogs are very handsome. That is her cat. Oh, sure. <laughs> it's a very handsome cat. It's the Judy Dench of cats. <laughs> it's like gray and has a lot of hair. That's wild. <laughs> oh, my mother's trying to call me. Because I told her that Henry would be available to speak at four o'clock our time. But, you know. I, I mistimed it because of the nap that didn't go well. So, all right. Now, I, I, if I had to guess, I would I would say that like once you're out of that early period of 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 making it stick, you're probably good to resume. Yeah, my understanding was always, um, and you know, I, I I would I defer to people who have more knowledge about this than I do, but. Um, first trimester you were kind of supposed to take it easy um and then and then if you know you could you kind of go back to regular training maybe not quite as much as you lift before but i actually i don't know so i'd be curious to hear what what other people who are who are into uh lifting or maybe crossfit you know some similar sort of Activity. I think you're offending powerlifters by throwing CrossFit in there. Okay, I take it back. <laughs> um, All right. I just meant like an intense training regimen. Yes. Anyone who maintained peak physical condition through their yes, pregnancy, that's please what let I us meant. know. Thank you. All right. We have a voicemail. This is in two parts. I just want to prepare everyone uh two-part voicemail which means we hit three minute mark and then we repeat correct all right hey matt and dory this is jess from minnesota uh catching up on backlog of episodes i i find difficulty finding time to listen now that i don't need to work anymore but 
actually commuting up to my camper in northern Minnesota, so I'm catching up on some episodes. But a couple of things came up in your episode today uh, that I'm a dumber episode. Um, one lady had called in asking about what to do with her um, embryos that are currently in storage and how she was questioning donating clients or discarding them. And um, when we um, first froze our embryos, we had to find some legal paperwork as to what would happen to our embryos uh, in the event that we would either separate or one of us or both of us would die. And um, we really thought about the topic and we discussed with my brother, we kind of made him the guardian of our embryos if anything happened to us. But um, our thought was um, if there were embryos we didn't use um, and we were no longer um, able to use them, we were looking to either just keep paying storage on them in the event that maybe a family member could utilize them. Um, like a, my sister-in-law, who knows, down the road she might have issues and we would maybe consider donating um, our embryos to her um, and or she could have them if something had happened to us and we were no longer around. But um, one of the other things that doctor suggested to me, um, and I'm not exactly sure the science on this, um, but um, at the time when we froze them, I don't think this was possible yet, but our doctor suggested that down the road, um, it's possible that they might be able to extract stem cells from embryos so that if you ever had a child um, later in life who would need, um, for any medical reasons, um, stem cells, that they could potentially grow stem cells from embryos. Um, and so that was maybe one of our reasons for wanting to keep our embryos and continue pay storage in case we'd ever need it for medical purposes in the future. So that's one thing to consider. Uh, we ended up attempting to do a transfer with our remaining two frozen, not tested um, embryos. And unfortunately, it didn't stick. And because of my age, um, almost 46, we're um, just come to the conclusion that we're going to have a only child. Um, we, we also have, I have a 13-year-old stepdaughter too, but um, we just decided that it's just not a viable option for us to go through the process again at my age. But uh, anyways, that caller should consider look, looking into maybe saving. Okay, part two. Hi, this is Jess from Minnesota calling back. I apologize. I'm always so long-winded. Um, I just wanted to follow up that my I had a second thing I was going to address. I came up in the same podcast with that the caller um, after the lady with questions about um, what to do with her embryos and search. The next caller um, or email came from somebody who um, had concerns that um, she had multiple losses after trying to transfer PGS-tested embryos and was kind of planning changing clinics, whatnot. Um, I was just going to recommend, um, if that doctor or RE hasn't recommended this yet, there just might be something biological with your body um, where your body just isn't supporting the pregnancy. And it could be many different factors, right? I mean, like Dory mentioned last episode about eating microwavable foods and plastic and, um, and other things that just contribute to it. Um, I have a friend who started a, um, a YouTube channel um, that helped her through her miscarriages. 
Um, I think originally it was like Life After Miscarriage was the name of it, and now it's called Miscarriages to Motherhood. And um, I believe she discusses this in some of her episodes or in a blog, but she actually saw a specialist, and there was actually something, um, I, I don't know if it was iron or something in her system was just kind of out of whack, and the doctor recommended that she start taking some certain kind of supplement and that, I, I don't know, helped adjust her body to have her body be um, more receptive to going full-term with pregnancy. So I apologize. I don't remember the specifics, but I know it's either in her blog related to the YouTube channel or her um, YouTube channel. Uh, anyways, uh, just heading up to our cabin, like I noted before, we're currently living in an 8x22 RV-style fish house <laughs> at a seasonal campground. Um, but we normally, the four of us, 13-year-old moody stepdaughter, a uh, two-year-old science <laughs> baby, and my stay-at-home partner, John, lives in a 2,400-square-foot, three-bedroom, two-bathroom house with two wonderful cats in Minnesota. Love the podcast. Have a fantabulous day. Bye-bye. Fantabulous. We shall. A lot of information there from Jess in Minnesota. I like a, I like a, I like a, you know, catch-all phone call. Yep, yep, yep. Um, big news over here as well. I found the monitor. <laughs> Were you just like looking or like what? How did you see it? I was, I was looking at the zoom, and then I saw a little, some little, tiny, tiny thing of white sticking out <laughs> from underneath the chaise long, and. Uh, I was like, I think that's the baby monitor. <laughs> I was getting to the point where I was like, are we going to have to buy a new baby monitor? I was like already thinking about moving the playroom one into his bedroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, crisis averted on yeah. that front. I think we know how it got under there. Yes, Bo. Uh, <laughs> we have, that, I mean, that was like, that was an in, that's an in-episode update, guys. Yep. You heard it here first. <laughs> baby monitor located. Henry... Just sitting in there, looking around, <laughs> going, how long am I in here for? <laughs> Great question, Henry. Um, all right. Going to read another email. Okie dokie. It's from Anonymous. Okay. Hey, friends. I've been a listener for years and appreciate both the pod and the community built around it on Facebook. Thanks for the many laughs for making me and many feel seen in our infertility struggles and sharing your lives so openly. My husband and I had our science baby in January after a four year struggle. She arrived weeks early due to preeclampsia pregnancy and the weeks after were incredibly tough health wise. We had hoped to eventually have two, but after the experience we were done growing our family, my husband has a client facing job that means coming into contact with more than a hundred people a week. Oh my God. Our Florida County is a hot spot. He moved into a nearby family home back in early May when they lifted the stay-at-home order and he had to return to work. We video chat a couple of times a day and, weather permitting, take a distanced walk around the neighborhood somewhat daily. Baby, my mom, and I are living in complete isolation. We've only left the house for necessary doctor's appointments. I work from home, and mom watches the baby for a solid 25 to 30 hours a week to allow me to do so. Mom is in her 60s and has several high-risk factors that make COVID extremely dangerous. We're also, of course, concerned about keeping baby healthy. 
Numbers here only keep going up. I feel like there's literally no end in sight and I don't know what to do. He's missed half of her baby days already and we won't ever have another. She misses him. I miss him. And he's incredibly lonely. Our daughter is DC. I don't know what that stands for. Hmm. D C D carrier D. Well, if anyone knows what DC stands for, let us know. And I hate that they're missing this bonding time. Plus, telling him about baby's first word and watching his face fall for just a second before the pride kicked in was killer. All these milestones are coming up fast. Would you and fellow eggheads stay the course and protect baby as much as humanly possible? Would you go the more normal shower, immediately wear a mask, and pray you don't get grandma's sick plan, quit work, and have grandma isolate by herself? even though financially it would be rough struggling in 2000 square feet with a six month old, her grandma and two silly dogs anonymous. Ooh, I hate that we have to make these choices now. Yeah. Uh, not easy choices. And, uh, I don't know what the right answer is to that, but if you think about it, the risks from getting it from your husband should be no greater than if your husband were working as an essential care worker. Right. Um, so a, a, a strict and regimented, um, you know, strip, strip down, mm-hmm. <laughs> go shower, mm-hmm. change, sanitize, etc. Mm-hmm. Wash everything. Theoretically. Would be okay. Maybe the husband wears a mask around grandma. Yeah. That would also be a helpful thing. You know, and monitoring his, you know, temperature, blood oxygen level, all that stuff on a regular basis. Um... Yeah. I, I I guess what I'm saying is like you should treat it like your husband's an essential worker. Um not to say that he's not essential in whatever it is he's doing, but like he's working in a hospital. Yeah. I mean the safest thing is to stay the course. Yeah. We also don't know how long this is going to go on for. It could be another eight months. Who knows? Right. And I don't think it's realistic for your husband to live apart from you for eight more months. Correct. So I think the thinking that you need to shift to now is how to mitigate the risk and how much risk are you, are you willing and able to tolerate? Yes. So, yeah, I mean, I think all of those all of those suggestions are things that maybe you guys should consider. Yeah, and I would also think about. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy. I still. I mean, it's like it's going to be so long before anything is remotely 
I mean, I don't know that anything ever remotely goes back to normal, but yeah. Um, but I'd like to hear how other eggheads are coping with this. So yeah. let us know. But you know us on this show, we're big fans of limiting your contact with other people and not leaving the house except for essential thingamajiggies um, or to go to an empty beach with your mask on. Yeah. Yep. All right. Should we take another break? Yeah, let's take another break and uh, we'll be right back. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. All right, everyone, we are back. Lots happened since we last spoke. <sighs> Henry had uh, had some time. You know, we got I got got him as soon as we wrapped it up. Probably heard him in the background talking. Yep, yapping to himself through his wall. Uh, and then he had uh, some dinner. Went outside, threw out twenty three leaves. Talked to his nana. Uh, talked to both nanas. Yep, true. Talked to his cousin. Talked to uh, both uh, both grandfathers, Papa and Saba, respectively. And then. Uh, yeah, we we put him. We just we just put him down. We put him down early because he didn't really have like full naps today. No, he seemed to be aggressively against them. Yeah, and he was getting real tired. Yeah, he was rubbing his eyes and but doing he, the whole baby thing. He did do a really cute thing when we were in the playroom and we were talking to my mom, and I said to him, "Okay, when we get off the phone with Nana, it's going to be time for cleanup." And he got out his like basket and he started putting his toys away. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. And then he went to the closet. He was like, okay, we put the toys in the closet now. Yeah. Yeah. Look, he's, uh, he loves putting things in baskets. He does. That is one of his he favorite activities. He loves getting activities. his shoes. He loves putting his shoes away. He loves a task. He loves, yes, he does. Repetitive tasks. Yeah. And he likes being helpful. He seems to like it, but sometimes he's not helpful at all. Well, but you know, say la vie, say la vie. Yep, yep, yep. Now we're back. It's post. uh, It's post his bedtime. Same couch. Bo's still between us. Yep, made himself uh, right at home. All right. What's next? Okay, this next email is from Aaron. Mm -hmm. I did it. I finally paused the pod. I've been listening since early on. I jumped over from Nerdist next slash next conversation. Thank you. Welcome. I'm one of your weird fans who doesn't have and doesn't want children. Oh, I just think science is cool. I would love to cool. hear this in survey form. If you could go to <laughs> survey.fan slash excellent adventure. Nope. Slash excellent. You almost had it. Uh, slash excellent. <laughs> Tell us more about this in written form. Thank you. Now continue the email. I really relate to Matt's struggles with changing behavior. I'm similar in that when I make a mistake, it feels like a huge failure, so might as well stop trying. Mm -hmm. It's been really hard to change that mindset. 
Strangely, in quarantine, I finally managed to find the time and mental capacity to work out and eat a lot better. We read this. We did? Last week. We read this about... about the atomic... Uh, atomic... Uh, no, that was a different one. The Nintendo Switch Ring Fit Adventure? We read this? Are you sure? This feels very familiar, but continue reading. Um... I'm luckily still employed, but my hours have dropped from 60 to 70 a week to 40. I work in theater as a technician. So you can mm. imagine there's not a whole lot to do at home. Yeah, now, now this doesn't sound familiar. This part doesn't. Matt, I get you when you talk about how hard the entertainment industry can be. It's brutal. We had a couple from last week. But this, that also, this had part a similar, also is very similar too. So we had a couple last week that had a similar vibe. And I saved. I decided to save this one because it was longer but the other one was similar. Okay, keep going. So I don't think we have read this one. Although it is possible. I'm still listening. My partner has been the biggest push to keep me going. He's always been more consistent with exercising. We've picked some cardio exercises to do every day together. He has a bike trainer, so he can bike quite a few miles while still in the apartment. I take long walks around the neighborhood and into the parks. Another fun tool that's kept me going is a game for the Nintendo Switch. It's called Ring Fit Adventure. You explore a world and battle monsters by doing various exercises. It comes with a leg strap and a ring you plug the controllers into. It's super cute and time flies by. That's always been annoying to me. You feel like you're working out for a long time and only two minutes have gone by. Anyway, I just wanted to send a note to let you know that people are cheering for you and that you're not alone in making mistakes. None of us are perfect. Don't kick yourself too hard when you're down. I have no idea if I'll be able to keep up the good habits when things return to, quote, normal. That's from Aaron in a 785-square-foot one-bedroom just outside of D.C. with one other human and one 14-pound cat. Hmm. Look, I appreciate it. And... Yeah, I don't know. I like routine. And then like when the routine gets taken away from me, it's always a struggle. And then this sort of routine just completely got taken away in the sense of like, you know, I always have like that, you know, a couple of weeks after work where I'm just like lost. Right. And this time it was just like I was lost, but couldn't go anywhere. Right. Or do anything. Right. So it, I I got extra lost, sadly, in a Instacart of uh, uh, complex carbohydrates. Do you feel like you're getting found? No. Okay. I'd like to. Do you want us to do cardio exercises every day together? That sounds not good. Okay. <laughs> I like that it works for them. I don't know. I don't know what I want. I just I just want to... I don't know. You need an outwardly imposed schedule. I need normalcy. I need an outwardly imposed schedule as well. I need like... I don't know. It's like, I don't even, it's, you know, it's so hot. I don't even want to go out in a mask, you know, and walk around. Yeah. So, like, that's an added annoyance. Yeah, I hear that. And I can't ride my bike right now, which is the triple added annoyance. Because of stupid sperm. I know. It's very dumb. It's all dumb. Anyway. We'll figure it out. Henry has some ideas. <laughs> he sure does. Seems like he's not really going down to bed. But all right. What's next, honey? Um, it's from Ron from Karen Crow, Louisiana. <laughs> oh, answering your Ron, question. We had big question last week. Of how I still listen. 
<laughs> when I quit working, I culled my podcast library from nearly 60 subscriptions to 40. Wow. Several of those are on indefinite hiatus, some for years, and some are seasonal in structure. I've added one more that I was working through the back catalog and one that I'm currently working through from the beginning and will likely subscribe when I'm caught up to current. All of the others, bar three, I've listened to all episodes of. Wow. Those odd three had old episodes behind paywalls or were not available on iTunes when I started listening. I had a Bluetooth earpiece and now AirPods that I only that I wear only one of at a time and listen while I'm doing housework and generally go about my day to keep one ear open for signs of mischief. <laughs> I listen to several that are not kid-friendly, so I wouldn't dare throw them up on a speaker for general consumption. Right. Only half of my kids are school age and it's summer at the moment, so no school as we generally follow the local school calendar for holidays. When they are in school, they have mostly virtual curriculum that they do and the hands-on stuff they do in between or in the evenings. His kids are homeschooled. Right. Um, As I mentioned, my wife is working in her parents' business next door and they have an empty office that is set up that she can work with them one-on-one if need be. Hope all is well in your world and thanks for the weekly content. Again, that is Ron in 2,300 square feet, five bedrooms, three baths with two adults, eight kids between 16 and almost two. Wow. One hamster... And one five-ish pound Chihuahua Yorkie mix. Ron, do you like just you? Do you blow through like your left earbud, and then that one runs out of battery? You just pull the right one out, and then the I right. Bet that, the I bet left, that is what he left does. charges while the right one's in. I bet that's exactly what he does. Okay, that is certainly a way to get a ton of podcast listening done. Totally. If you just I had it in you, your Ron. ear all day, I salute you. All right, Sometimes I'll go for drives just to listen to a podcast. Like if I say to Dory, I'm going to go for a drive. It literally just means there's a new Fret Files podcast out. And if I don't well, just drive aimlessly, I won't be able to listen to it. You know, it's funny you say that. I can't fucking play podcasts on my computer because I refuse to use the Apple podcast app. It's drive, it drives me crazy. Anyway, hi. You could get Spotify. I just got angry at podcast apps on my computer. You download Spotify. Because I don't have a Spotify account. You could create one. But then I'd need a whole other... It's like another subscription thing I don't need. All right. Um, Well, I was just going to say that I feel like... Like, I took Henry on two walks today Mm -hmm. and listened to some podcasts. I recently started listening... Well, not that recently, but, but relatively recently, I started listening to a long form conversational podcast that is called Be There in Five. It's like a pop culture kind of deep she goes she does like deep dives on pop culture things okay and her episodes are like more than two hours long yeah and it's like the first time that i've really listened to a show like that yeah it's great but like it takes me a long time to get through her episodes because i don't have like right an hour commute each way right like the people that listen to egg to tnc yeah and we'll like do a 220 230 yeah. So you know, we've done over three hours before. Yeah. It's just crazy. That's it's like, I mean, I don't know how you would listen to it. But also, like, on the, other, on the flip side of it, if I was consuming it, I'd be like, oh, my God, this is great. There's so much. I feel that way. And then I also feel like it's, it's like, stressful to have to get through that it's much. A burden. Yeah, a little bit. Because then, like, another one's coming and you're like, right. oh, I haven't finished this one yet. And I really enjoy listening to her. Hmm. But she, and like... She can, I mean, it is, she hosts, she's the only host and she does interviews, but most of the show is just her talking. Oh my God. Well then, that's And I feel like that is really hard. It's incredibly difficult. 
like it's so hard it's the i think one of the hardest i think there's like very you know it's why people like uh you know when you listen to like these radio shows that have one host yeah like uh damashek who does the sports mm-hmm. and he just does like two hours and he's just by himself yeah, that's what this with woman like does. With like hot takes on the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, and like, what are you so doing? she has hot takes on Who like, are you talking to I'm right like now? the Free Britney movement. Okay, there you go. Yeah. But like it's, I mean, she just like talks. Yeah. It's fascinating. Well. I love listening to her talk, but I'm like, how do you talk this much for oh, so long? Sometimes it's hard not to. Mm, I guess so. I mean, I talk endlessly into microphones and then when i turn off the microphones i don't talk <laughs> yeah maybe she's silent the rest of the time <laughs> she might be honestly it takes a lot of brain energy and a lot of uh you know physical output really weirdly hey i know you get it i you're, get it you're you're a p-caster yep all right not a big podcast tangent we just went on. Yeah. Well, it's the podcast. It is. Um, all right. This is from Liz. Hey, Dory, Matt, Henry, and Bo. This email is mostly for Dory. Well, hello. Dory, thank you for introducing me to another personality quiz. I have a weird fascination with personality quizzes, and I was so excited when you mentioned the four tendencies one. I paused the pod and went and took it right away. <laughs> I love a pause the pod, take a, take a personality quiz. Totally. I, wa- I was writing in to ask if you have ever heard of the Enneagram. It is another personality quiz that includes nine different personality types. There's a free version and a paid version that goes crazy in depth, including things that likely happened to you as a child that led you to see the world in such a way. It is really complex and includes your dominant personality style and wing style. It also tells you if you are high functioning or low functioning. I really enjoyed it both for the sheer depth of information, but also for the way that it both gen- is both generalizable and specific to the individual. Also emphasizes that no personality type is better than another, but that high functioning individuals of any personality type are essentially great to be around and low functioning ones, maybe more of a pain in the ass. Anyways, I would be fascinated to hear what you guys are. I have a few guesses, but I'm historically not great at guessing other people's types. But if I had to guess, I would say Matt is a two, which is the helper with the four wing, which is the expressive creative one. This sounds familiar. We did this. We've done the Enneagram before. I thought so. Yeah. But anyway, yes, I think continue. I made you take it. You did. And Dory, I would guess you are a five, which is the intellectual wing with a wing of eight, which is the one concerned with social justice or justice in general. If you're curious, the main website is enneagraminstitute.com, and I found a free version at truity.com slash test slash enneagram dash personality dash test. All right. Have a good one. Hmm. So, I, Liz, I have heard of the Enneagram. I feel like... I got very into the Enneagram a while ago. Yeah, but I don't even... Do you have our results anywhere? Well, I remember when I took it before I was a seven, which is kind of like the, like, I would describe it as like impulsive, creative, like always with a million ideas and like, but like never seeing anything through. But I took it again and I'm an eight now with a wing of three. No. Yes. A wing of three? Yes. I don't care. I know. What? A wing? This is unbelievable. I know. Bo. What do you have to say? His ears went up. Um, um, so, no, yeah. I mean, look, I don't know what I am. I think you are the helper. I think I was a two with a wing of something else. Yeah, I think, 40. You, I think you were a wing two. Wing of 40. No, there's no wing of 40. That's probably a wing of 40. Nope. Is a wing of four? Uh, nope. Okay. Yeah, there is a wing of four. You could be a wing of four. 
Um, thank you, Liz. I love a personality test as well, so I appreciate you. She does, weirdly. She loves a personality test. Is that weird? What was the one that like had like so many things in it? Myers-Briggs? Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. We had to take that, too. You made me take that as well. I did. I did make <laughs> you take that. Um, Weirdo. Oh, here's an email that I forgot to put in the document. Okay. About aggressive cats. Oh, let's hear about aggressive cats. Um, give the two cats supervised together time with someone ready to scoop one of them up if necessary. This was the answer to the uh, cat cat signal. Yes. For introducing cat to a new cat. Elder cat might not be so grouchy with an actual kitten rather than just strange cat smells. Keeping them separated while when alone for a while may be a good idea while they get used to each other, but adult cats are likely to peacefully integrate with kittens because the adult cat is automatically the cat in charge. And kittens gen- generally just want to love every adult cat they meet. A while after old lady Cubert became an only cat, we decided she needed a friend and adopted a kitten. They coexisted begrudgingly. Cubert was well into seniorhood and Maui just wanted to play. We adopted him a younger sister, Lydia, and they immediately became BFFs, and Maui mostly leaves Cubert alone. Then we trapped and neutered Tux, one of the neighborhood stray toms. He tested positive for FIV, which made releasing him a bad idea. Now we're officially fostering him for the local shelter. Cubert still wants all these kids off her lawn, but the three younger cats get along fine, other than Maui playing a little too intensely with Tux because he's young and obnoxious. And that is from Lucy, living in 2,100 square feet in Indiana, not far from Lex's employer, <laughs> with one boyfriend and four, count them four, cats ranging in age from 14 to a little over a year. Wow. There's some good cat advice right there. Good cat advice. Hope Thank you, Lucy. Yeah, seriously. Um, all right. We have a voicemail that was a request for Matt's tech corner. Oh, okay. Hi, Dory, Matt, Bo, and Henry. It is raining here on Sunday morning in Minnesota. This is Tanya Kirshenman, and I wow. have a question for Matt in Matt's Technology Corner. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Hey, Matt. Last week on the show, you mentioned using a mesh system mm-hmm. for extending coverage in the home on the um, for Internet. Yes. And I was intrigued and looked into it, but I have an, an additional question. We currently use a wireless router mm-hmm. from our uh, internet provider. Yep. So does this system hook into the existing router, or do you <laughs> use the router that comes with say Netgear's order system. Yeah. I was confused as I was looking at different options available Mm -hmm. to me on how to set it up. Thanks for your help. I hope y'all doing well in California and people there well they probably are. Just as crazy as they seem to be here in Minnesota these days. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Uh, thank Bye. you, Tanya. Longtime uh, egghead and Patreon Patreon supporter. Member. And we've been pronouncing her name incorrectly. Look, now we don't. Okay. She did it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, you, well, you can. Here's here's what you can do. Uh, both ways. We've done it both ways. In fact, at our old house, because they gave us the router, wireless router, before I got the mesh system, I just plugged into the wireless router. 
and what you do there is you can you can keep that network on that random two wire four seven or whatever cable whatever the hell the name of the fault name of that that network is you can just keep it up who cares but what you do is you take the uh the router you get from your mesh system and you plug it into the back of the wireless router your cable company gave you with an ethernet cable uh and it will then be receiving the internet hardwired from your wireless router and then that will become your new wireless router you'll be using so you'll be setting up a different network off of your old network if that makes sense was that clear yep you, sure you have no idea if it was clear no idea all right well you can set it up both ways now when we moved i had the cable guy here the internet guy here and he was like putting in the modem and then he was gonna give me the cable wireless router and i was like i'll oh, keep it he's like you sure i was like yeah no i'm just gonna hardwire my orby in and then he called the front office and was like, oh, just make sure it can handle one gigabits per second. Otherwise, you're going to have to use our router. And I was like, it's three gigabits. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So you can use your, you can just plug the Orbi into the back of your wireless router. There's an Ethernet port there for that. And use, you'll have two, two, two networks in your house. One that actually works and then the one the cable company gave you. Thank you, Matt. You're welcome. I, I enjoyed my tech, tech corner. corner. Thank you so much, everybody. All right. Last email is from Julia. Good evening, Matt and Dory. I've been a listener since the beginning, and I love the show. It's the only podcast I've kept up with since quarantine started in March. Wild. For the hopefully new season, would you consider titling it Matt and Dory's Bonus Journey? I'm living in Austin, Texas in a two-bed, one-bath, 840-square-foot house with my husband and Chunkmeister 15-pound cat. Bonus journey is pretty good. That is pretty good. We'll take it under advisement. I like it. I think it's a quality email and a, and a solid suggestion. Thank you, Julia. Have you seen the new Bill & Ted trailer? No. Was it good? I saw the first trailer and I was like, what's happening here? <laughs> Then another trailer came out and I haven't watched it yet. Hmm. All right. Well, everyone, this brings us to the end of the show. Yes, it's the end of the show. And it's the part where we say thank you to our patrons. Special shout out if you're at the $5 level or above. You get your name right on the podcast each month. If you'd like more episodes of this show, we do record some bonus episodes. There's a lot of bonus episodes. And the Patreon. Head over to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure to find out how to keep supporting the show. Uh, so thank you to the following. Elizabeth Kamani. Freya. Gita Drury. Holly Purpura. Jane Ennis. Jennifer T. Brennan. Jenny Fick. Joanna Reinwald. Uh, Jordan Hamesley. Kaylee Hendrickson. Karen Perelman. Katie Allen. Katie Combs Richard. Carrie L. Kristen Anderson. Christine Kelly. Laura. Laura Bennett. Laura Schultz. Uh, Lauren Schultz. That's why did I did that again. I did it last time too. Lynn. Uh, L-H-N. I, I decided to pronounce that Lynn. Oh, okay. Lynn Nugent. Mara Fass. Maria Bishop. Marina Breed. Mary M. Mary Messick. Mary Myra. Melanie Bronbeck. Michelle Chizinski. Nancy Olson. Nicola Hill. Nicholas Skidmore. Uh, boy, a lot of a lot of scrolling from uh, my lady. 
Uh, Narantha Balagopal. Olga Zilstra. Rebecca Dawson. Rob Bine. Samantha. Sarah Lauer. Satish Pelalamari. Shauna Mandel. Sir Reginald Pennybottom. Tiffany Stevens. And Wendy Fick. Thank you all so very much. Thank you. Tune in next week for the results of sperm. Bye. Bye.